keep your head down. Like you're the type of player that coaches want. Like just stick to what you do. Like that'll get you. That'll get you where you want to be. That's where my first thought process goes. Is is this getting me better? And if it is, if it's preparing me, that's that's what I'm gonna do. You gotta really realize that that's not gonna be there forever. You're not gonna be shooting the basketball forever. Like there's gonna be a day where you're gonna have to put that down. And you know, what are you gonna do with life? You know, whatever you whatever you put in is what you're gonna get out. Like if you put in if you put in an immense amount of time and work, like you're gonna get results. That's what happens. That's life. Welcome back to Ships Across the Border. My name is Max. I'm here with Chris, and today we got on our boy Austin Smith. Turn down any opportunity, whether it's a camp, a clinic, because you never know literally who's watching. Make your own decisions and stick with them and know they're the right decisions, right? And even if they aren't right, don't regret them. Uh-huh, he didn't know creatine existed. He got some creatine, he's like, oh, yeah, lift heavy weight. Ship across the border. I ship across the border. Ship across the border, man. Welcome back to Ship Across the Border. What up, Austin? Yes, What's good? How you doing? How you doing? We all right. Um, before we were talking about a bunch of shit, and we're going to get back to that, but I want to go back to like the beginning of your basketball career and just sort of like have a mini speed run through how you started playing basketball, how you started training, all that stuff. So like, how did you start playing basketball? Uh, when I was younger, I grew up just an athletic kid. Like, first football, that was my first love. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't even be watching like Disney Channel or Nickelodeon. I'd be on NFL Network, ESPN. Like, mm-hmm. I was like... That's all I'd really do. Like, so, does your family play sports too? No, nah, like I'm the first collegiate athlete in my family. Same. So, Same. Yeah. No, it's like <laughs> it's it's new. It's completely new to me. So, uh, but yeah, I grew up playing football. I was really into it. Uh, I kind of fell out of love in it, like fifth grade, and then around the time when Curry started popping. Is there off, even football in fifth grade? Yeah. Oh yeah. Pop, pop oh yeah. It started off. Yeah. It so started you, you off. You like in, full on tackling kids and like. Oh yeah. No, I got clips. I got clips of me. Fr- yeah. 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 No. Hockey's, hockey's the same way. Like they have. Yeah. No. Hockey, kids, football. I guess. Kids get rocked in fifth no, grade. Bro. Yeah. That's where they get but hit. But there's the no contact until. No. There is. There is fucking contact. But it's not allowed. There's no legal for fo- contact for football. No. Or for hockey. hockey. Both, bro. No, I promise you. If you go back home, there, right I know. Now, I know for a fact. There's no. Le- you're not allowed hitting until like. No. I know. I know that. But like, if you go and watch like a kindergartner hockey game right now, there's kids going out there cross checking kids, laying kids out, and like. Yeah, but that. But they're tiny, so they're. That's not a part of the fucking rubber. It's not a part of the rules, though. In football, that's a part of the rules. That's what I'm saying. It happens though. It's definitely fights in schools happen too, and that's not allowed either. No, it's definitely not safe. I'm not gonna lie. With football, young that young age. Is that why you fell in love with it? Is just, is just, <laughs> I mean, nah, nah, nah. I liked it, and then like when you're so young, you don't realize what real work ethic is. So I kind of like peaked, and I didn't really keep putting in work. And then kids what, caught like, up to what me. Work is there yeah. to put in as a fifth grader in football, bro? You just get as good as you can while having fun at it, and then like, what are you doing in, like at home or like in I, the gym? Me so and my dad, grader, me and my dad would be outside. Brick walls. Me and my dad would be outside just throwing the football. I would, bro, like I like, like I said, I watched so much football. I think it was a lot of it was just imagine like my imagination and just yeah, imagining myself out there. 
Were you playing basketball at this time? Like, really? Yeah, I was just time? a real. Yeah, I was a real athletic kid. Like, I was playing football, basketball, baseball. Like, those are my three, just year round. So, at what? So fifth grade, you dropped football. Yeah, I said football and and baseball because baseball was just so slow to me. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's not it. I tried. I tried pitcher catcher. It just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So then you're fully. You're just dialed on fucking basketball. I wasn't really locked in. I was more just like playing it. I was like, yeah, I like basketball. Like Curry started popping off. I'm like, oh, Curry shooting like no one else. Like, see what I could do. So mm-hmm. I started shoot, real just shooting around with my boy Evan mm-hmm. in the driveway. School, yeah, shout out Evan, boy, state champ. But uh, <laughs> nah, ho- hooping with him, bro. That's that's where I really fell in love with it. So, were you naturally gifted? No, definitely not. No. So, no. at what point did you start playing like AAU circuit? My type freshman shit? year. Freshman my year? freshman year was the first time I ever playing AAU. And did you play well? Nah, I think I hit my my coaches loved me. They give me like the most confidence in the world to shoot. But I think I hit one three in the whole season. Mm. Like I didn't. I had. I, I couldn't. It was air balls. Like <laughs> I swear, one game we had uh, Glenn Davis pull up to our game. He was literally sitting on our bench. Big baby yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was like a little coach to us, bro. It was fire, bro. But yeah, was that mental? Were you doing, were you doing other things at least, or were you for bat? Like, what do you mean? Like other than air, like shooting threes and missing, oh, were you like no. getting no, to the pain, fat. or you no, were? No, no, no. I was fat. I was fat back then. Like, Wait, was, so it was it wasn't a confidence issue. It was a skill issue. <sighs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like I I couldn't like I had the. I had the IQ to to make plays, but I just didn't have the skill. And mm-hmm. when I was younger, like I came from a real small town, and I only played travel basketball growing up. And like that's only towns. Like I only played small towns near me, so I was a center. I was a center on my when team. You say you were fat. Like, what do you mean by fat? I was I was chubby. I was chubby. I could pull up pictures, but it's how just how tall are you and how much did you weigh? I was probably five eight, pushing two hundred. So you're like Chris. <laughs> yeah, bro. I was I was. <laughs> It was pretty rough. I could still move, but not as fast as I could. Feel okay, me? Like so I knew. This I knew. freshman year. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. You, how when? How did you lose the weight? Uh my what, so my sophomore my sophomore year. Um, that's when I really started locking on basketball. I got a I got a hoop in my driveway, and I was just playing every day. And like I don't know that year, I had a good I had a good JV year. Like I was shooting the hell out the ball, and I was like, and then I was just like, how am I gonna get on varsity? Like I feel like I could play because my team wasn't that good, but I was like. I can't, I'm not playing, like, why not? And I started to get in a little bit, like, at the end, like, when we're getting blown out, and I could not play any defense. I couldn't stay in front of anybody. So that's when I first realized, like, yo, I got to I gotta start losing the weight. And then I started doing, like, plyometrics and shit in my uh, garage. My grandpa built, like, a little box out of wood. And, uh, yeah, I'll just do that shit in the summer. And I lost hella weight doing that because it was so hot, like, it was so hot in my garage. And then, yeah, I think that's how I lost. And then I started, like, once I started putting in work like that, I was like, I, I got to focus on my diet, too. Like, I'm not going to do this work and then eat, like, shit and throw it away. So I, I locked in on that, and that was a recipe. Is that when you, like, success. pinpointed, like, I want to play college basketball? Not not college. I never thought about college basketball. Like, where I'm from, like, Windsor Locks, we don't, like, produce a lot of basketball players. It's not like every year we got a college basketball player going out. So I never really pictured that. I just pictured myself making the best high school career I could. And then my junior, or no, my senior year, my fall, my trainer was like, he asked me, I would go to him every Tuesday, Thursday for workouts, and he was like, like, what are, what are you thinking about next year? Like, he just asked me, like, straight up, he was like, what are your thoughts for next year? And I was like, I don't even know. And then he told me, he started reaching out. Like, he was a former assistant coach for uh, Becker College, who used, they used to be in that conference with Elms uh, in the NECC back when they were in that conference. But, yeah, no, that's, that's when I first started, like, locking in on college, like, I could really do this. So growing up, you didn't. You had like no interaction with like some real college basketball players. No, I don't know. So the first time you got to Elms College was the first time you had seen like college basketball players. Yeah, like, in in high school, I played. We played a kid who's on Mitchell right now, 
who he was in he was number ten on Mitchell. Um, we probably, I probably played like a combined four college basketball players, like at college basketball caliber players. Mm-hmm. So like throughout high school, I didn't see any of that. Um, in AAU, barely. Like maybe once we would see a kid from a kid who's probably could go D one, but he's on some you know some bum team. He just picked up to hoop. Yeah. So that was real. Yeah. So this was the first time I actually saw a competition, especially from across like from Canada, from anywhere. From- so you reached out to. Um- bunch of coaches and did you reach out to elms or how did that how did that so how did you end up here actually uh coach p used to work with my mom at uh, a school in springfield he did like a dollars for scholars like he helped kids from springfield get into i don't know if it was specifically athletes or if it was all all students in general but yeah he helped them get into college so my mom knew him and when i told my mom i started reaching out to schools and i started naming them she was like elms i think i know a coach at elms and she reached out to him and uh he started going to my games and yeah, he started, started liking me. Started liking my play. Other offers? I mean, at the beginning of the year, um, I was looking into the cell. Like, I went on to a visit, and I watched one of their practices and shit, but that fell through, yeah. But besides that, nah, that was really my only choice. Being as, like, I'm from a super small fucking town, too, and I had, like, maybe three people around me play college basketball. It gave me a false sense of confidence that I was really, really fucking tough, and that was, mm-hmm. like, completely shattered when I started playing AAU ball and playing, like, D1, D2, D3 guys. Mm-hmm. Did that same thing kind of happen to you? Yeah, yeah. When we started playing AAU and we started playing like kids, like my coach for AAU, he's a D two player. Well, he just transferred to Western New England, but he was a D two player at um, St. Michael's. So, playing, so your coach, my your coach is a player. Yeah, my AAU coach uh, this past spring. Shout out Matt Hood, yo. But he, he's uh, a player. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's at Western New England right now. He's killing. He's killing right now. But he um, just coaches like your eighteen. Yeah, yeah. No, he was go. coaching his. Uh, his dad's actually my trainer. Like the trainer who told oh, me, like, yeah, what okay. do you think about next year? Yeah. So. Yeah, he, he was coaching me, and at practices, he would play with us, and just the speed, I could tell, like, yo, this is going to be hard to guard. So, yeah, and but I had no idea. I had no idea what um, the college, like, IQ part. I, that that shocks me, the way coach has us running defenses and offensive, the schemes. like Especially at a small school like that. Oh, my You goodness. went to, like, just, like, because I also went to, was your school a private school? No, it was a, it was a, it was a town, like, for our town, yeah. like, but it was so, it's such a small town. Yeah, I went to a, I, I went to a prep school in a really small town, in a really small, like, private prep school in this small mm-hmm. town, and, like, the concepts are just so much more advanced at this level. Like, I didn't, I never learned what, like, really icing a screen was or, like, any of that, and still, until, yeah. like, the summer before college, because I, I was training with this, um, High level trainer who played pro and it's a bunch of like all like high level college mm-hmm. dudes in these like training sessions and so we would go he would kind of structure these shout out Rudy I don't know if he's listening to this maybe I'll send it to him um, he would structure the workouts as like college practices so we would like go, so that kind of helped prepare me but I, that was mm-hmm. the first time I was ever really exposed to like icing a screen yep. or like playing like hedging on a hedging on a shooter in the corner, like just all yeah. these like concepts or like driving baseline, having a wing cut and like mm-hmm. all these like different concepts that are so standard yep. at this level, like just so foreign to me in high school. Yeah. Did you have any expectations coming into Elms what college basketball was going to look like and did those get shattered or were they true or? Um, I think shooting, I thought that shooting was going to be like getting open shots was going to be a little bit easier, but the game's so fast, like people close out, you gotta like really be ready to shoot. Like I sometimes in tryouts I I would try to shoot, but it was I was so they would close out so fast, my jumper was too slow. Like so I thought that I was gonna be able to shoot at a high clip, but 
it wasn't at that because I had to back on my range. I think that was a big reason. I started mixing up my jumper throughout the summer, and I just didn't really, like, stick to it, you know? Um, and the speed. Like I said, garden people, like garden people like Mike and TC, it's something I never thought, like, I would have to go through, like, garden day in, day out. I kind of want to get your take on this, too, because we talked about the tryout process and how, like, he was, awesome. everyone was fucking mentally fucked up. So, like, I'm wondering how you felt coming in on this trial process, seeing 40 guys and all this I was, stuff. Especially I was, as a freshman with no nothing uh, to compare I was, to. I was very, very, very stunned. Like, the first thing I did was hit up my trainer, and I was like, yo, there's 40 guys here. Like, <laughs> yo, like that, so that do, come Aaron from, said the exact same thing. I was like, yo, there's 40 guys that have come here, like, from different colleges, like, and I'm just from a small-ass town. Like, like what? Like, how am I supposed to compete with this? And you just like, just going by, and you got dunked on or some crazy shit, and you just like, fuck, this is college basketball. Guarding, guarding TC and... Him, like, you could play perfect defense in front of him, and he'll just spin right off of you, <laughs> and there's nothing you can do. And then if you and then if you can predict the spin and you over-predict that, he's going to snatch off of it. <laughs> so it's just like pick your poison kind of thing. It's like, bro, like, like you got to figure out. You got to figure out. I don't know if he has a weakness, so I'm figure that out. Like, I don't know. You got to figure out a different way to guard people because usually, like, for my small high school, force him left. So you got to force him left. Yeah. I mean, he's, gonna, don't, he's not going to go up for left-hand layup to try to force him to do that. People TC like you could force him one way, and he's gonna let he's gonna let you think he's going that way, and then get right back to his way. Like, yeah. So that was probably my welcome moment. Guarding them, playing defense on them was a welcome moment. Did you ever feel like quitting along the basketball journey? Ah, uh, this well, first when I first saw that there were 30 to, 32 people in our group chat, like before even people moved on, like onto campus during the summer, I was like. Yo, like, is this really for me? Like, am I gonna do four more years of this? Like, but like now I'm locked in. Like, since I'm in it, and my coach told me, like, a coach who plays college basketball, he was like, he was like, yo, you're gonna think that, but as soon as you start playing, like, something's gonna wake up in you. Like, you're gonna want to like really do this. So, moving on that, so it's like you decided you were gonna quit. Possibly, what was your why, and why did you keep going? I realized like how far I've come. Like, like I said, I was I was a chubby kid, strictly shooter. My junior year at a small high school that had a nine and ten record, like to right now, like where I'm at, like I won a state championship in my high school, I MVP, like come that far, like, and I've only done that in two years. What's four more years? Like, imagine what I could do with that. Like, that's what really pushes me. Like, how, what I could be, what player I could be. You said you also weren't very naturally athletic, and I, I wasn't either. And one of the things yeah. that I've been like trying to get in my mind is like because I didn't really grow up around a lot of super naturally gifted kids but the few that I did it seemed to me that their natural ability kind of screwed with their work ethic because they didn't feel mm -hmm. like they had to work as hard do you feel like that was a driving factor for you and like no you probably grew up around a few naturally gifted kids do you think they yep. worked not as hard because of that or so wait so you're saying like do you think having natural ability fucks with people's work ethic yeah for sure for sure I know people on my team who they could windmill the ball. They could do windmills. And I'm like, yo, you could go D1 for track with this athleticism. Like, if you could learn how to shoot the ball or dribble, like, you could really do something with basketball and, like, have fun with it. But they just don't. They, they see they see the stuff that they're having that they're having fun with, the windmills, like, the highlights, and they just get they get attached to that. And that most of that stuff is gifted. Like, people with some crazy handles, sometimes they just have that. Like, they're just, well, they just come out just dribbling the ball. So it's like, yeah, they just get attached to that. They get attached to their strengths because sometimes it's gifted. And I, yeah, I feel like that's definitely something that, that affects them. As a freshman, do you have a good grasp of, like, what you have to work on to get into starting minutes in this kind of situation, get a jersey? Not really. Like, I'm trying to. Like, if I do, 
I'll work right at it. Like, I know I got to shoot the ball a little bit better, but I don't really know, to be real right now. Like, but I'm searching for that. If I could find that, I'll be working right to it. I think defensively I, I could get better at everything, but I think one of my – I think I got to work on my shooting because my shooting's in, inconsistent right now, that's for sure. I want to ask you about the uh, experience. So we, this year we've only done, like, the real scout team, scout team, like, mm-hmm. one time. Yeah. Last year at Madai, Chris and I, scout team legends. Love scouts. That was bro. the best. So we did that before every single game. Really? Every single game, all 25. So the day before a game, you knew that, like, the last half an hour practice was dedicated to that. So we'd spend 10 minutes going over the plays and 20 minutes just frying the team. <laughs> and that was the most fun, some of the most fun I've ever had playing in a college basketball practice. Because, like, mm. you'd be, you, you're the, on a regular practice, like, you're getting fried because they know the sets and everything, and yeah. you're just trying to comprehend this as a fucking freshman. But then, like, we would spend 30 minutes, an hour, just going over the other team's plays, and they would have mm-hmm. no idea what's fucking coming. we go out yeah. and get a layup, and then he would scream at them for letting us get by. But it's, yeah. like, it's, it's also, so there's fun. no consequences. Yeah. There's absolutely no consequences, especially, especially if you're given, so, like, I was given the role, like, I was always given the role, like, the shooter, so I'd always be put in the shooter spot, and if I catch the ball and I shoot it, then it's just, like, I'm simulating what he would do. So it's like it doesn't it doesn't it, yeah, it doesn't no, matter. So how was your because you were you were frying that day those two days? Yeah. So how what was that experience like for you? I mean, like you said, when there's no consequences, you feel so free, you feel so comfortable, and that's definitely what I felt like with my with the people that were out there. Like, obviously, the practice squad isn't the best team out there, so I knew that at certain times, if we're not getting shit done, I'm just gonna not try to get mine, but I'm gonna try to make something happen. So that's like I felt so free that. I was doing some moves that you wouldn't see me regularly do in drills. So, so then, kind of like parallel off of that, how do you think that you can translate that of that feeling of freedom and that feeling of, because realistically speaking, like there's not, like if you did something like that, like you could do what you were doing in scout team mm-hmm. in practice. Yeah. Like that you have that, you clearly have that capability. I will say too that Ian, out of all people, he's told me that like when he's in practice, the one person who doesn't want guarding him is you because he just can't fucking, like for whatever reason, he just can't get a shot He did off. say that. He said like <laughs> the one person, I said, who would you not want to have guard you? He's like, bro, awesome. I just can't, I don't know what it is. He just has my fucking number. Like, I can't get it but, off. So how do you think you can transfer that kind of confidence, that kind of freedom and that free will into regular practices? I think it's a mentality thing, to be real. Like I've always struggled like last year on my high school team. Like I said, it was a small town. I didn't shoot over ten shots a game. Like, I think it's a, I think it's a mentality thing. I don't think it's a confidence thing because I know I can do it. Like I've done it before. I think it's just a mentality thing. Like I gotta go in there and not second guess myself. Like not try to make the perfect play. Like mm-hmm. just feel free, do whatever I feel like doing. How do you think you developed that? I don't know. I think I gotta keep playing against competition. Keep getting, keep getting used to it. Like. The more competition I play against, the more comfortable I get to it. You know what I mean? Like I said, I didn't play against a lot of college players going into this season, so it's new to me. And I think that's what that's what doesn't allow me to really get into my bag. For the kids out there, um, I want to ask you, what do you think is the most important skill or habit that a younger player could develop in order to play college basketball? Shooting. It's got to be shooting. And I think now that they move the line back, like – if you can shoot the ball at a high clip, like you can really, really play. Like, and then and like at D three, like if you can really specialize your strengths and like, like showcase them and not be a defensive liability, like you can go play anywhere really. Like that kid, that kid from Norwich, if he's shooting fifty percent, he could do that on any team that's setting them pin down screens. You know, any coach is gonna want that. Like yeah. any team needs that. I think that's like, you you don't even need to really sh- dribble that much as long as if you can shoot and come off like and play defense like. What coach wouldn't want that on their team? Was that something that you stressed when you were coming into trying to play college basketball? 
Or your trainer, maybe? Um, Yeah, but I was more focused on my ball handling because my ball handling wasn't where I was at. Like, when I was younger, I could shoot. Like, all I would do is shoot. And I didn't have, a ba- I didn't have any type of dribbling bag, so I had to get into that. But... Yeah, I, I should have locked in on it. That's for sure. I should have locked in on it. So I'm gonna do next year for sure. Are you kind of doing anything in your training sessions or in your free time to more simulate game? Like I don't want to say necessarily reads, but like just like situations that you see in a game. So like for example, uh, yeah. For example, like my whole thing is like I'm an excellent spot shooter. Mm-hmm. I can shoot seven, eight, nine out of ten consistently. Yeah. But when it comes to a game or a practice, I struggle because my shot is a little bit unconventional, and so a defense coming at me. Like, there's a little bit more variables. Maybe I'm hesitating or what do you not, but I've been working a lot with Coach and in my free time on shooting game reps with live defense to kind of build those good habits and get my shot released off quicker and contested and not hesitate and just, like, catch it and fire without kind of, like, thinking overthinking. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really helped me since I started doing that in practice. I feel like I've been shooting the ball a lot better, a lot more confidently, and I feel like since I've been working, sure. it's sped up my release, and I feel like I have more time to shoot. So are you, you obviously have a different role and you're a different type of player than I yeah. am. But have you been doing anything in those training sessions to more yeah. simulate game yeah. situations? So, me and my boy, Coach Donovan, uh, he played at Becker, which they were in the conference with Elms, scored 1,000 points. Um, he gets me in our in our local gym, like our uh, middle school gym, and he has us doing uh, I have a heavy ball, and uh, he's got a pad, and we're going off screens, and I'm either splitting it or sneaking it, and I gotta deal with his contact, so I'm playing with through contact. Ball. Yeah, with the heavy. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, but it's like really dealing with contact and fighting through and creating it yourself, right? So that's an off-screen, off-screen rules, figuring out like off reactions. Yeah, that's what I'm working sure. on. You said not a lot of guys from where you're from went to play college basketball. Mm-hmm. What are some things that separated you that allowed you to play college basketball? I never listened to what anybody really said. Like, I had coaches tell me like. Like, you're not a point guard. Like, why would I want you at point guard? Like, you're not what I want. So, like, just keep proving people wrong. Like, that's like that's what it is. Is there a set of skills, too, that you had that other players didn't have? I always had the work ethic. Like, I was always I – w- I would always, no matter what you said, if it was just going down, back and forth just one time, like how he has us do and when we lose drills, like, at the end of the day, in my thought process, that's getting me better. Like – that's where my first thought process goes is, is this getting me better? And if it is, if it's preparing me, that's that's what I'm going to do, no matter if it's if it's useless, if I think it's, like, unnecessary or not. Like, I'll do it. I feel like Austin's, like, career kind of, like, trajectory and, like, his play style is literally the complete opposite of mine in a sense. Like, I started off playing a, uh, playing the point guard. And then now I'm just a shooter. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you started off as just a shooter yep. and now learned to play the point guard, which is kind mm-hmm. of funny. Um, are there things that high school hoopers don't understand about college basketball, like from the outside looking in? Yeah. So I think there's a lot that goes into it defensively, like off-ball help and things like that. Like people think in, in your, your teams, I don't know if it's just for my high school, but for my team, like we didn't even have um, – we didn't even have screen coverages, really. I know that's Definitely not. Did not have screen yeah, so I know that's not for every high school, but like we didn't even have screen coverages in man. So, and you're gonna come up in here, and we're we're blueing on the left side, and we're we're like right we're jet. Je- yeah, sounds like yeah. Japanese so, to everybody. Yeah, like, like, yellow and you gotta you gotta know where you you gotta know where you are. You gotta know what hand, who you're guarding. Like you gotta. There's a bunch of things that you gotta know defensively. Like 
And I don't think anybody's ready for that. It doesn't prepare you for that unless you play against it yeah, no, or see I, it. I definitely say, like, one of the things that... Because you can anticipate, like, it's going to be faster. It's going to yeah. be high-flying. It's going to be all this stuff. But one of the things that I don't think any freshman, unless you've really played around college basketball-level players, understands is, like, the level of attention to detail and the level of complexity that comes down to playing defense and, like, understanding mm-hmm. plays. And, like, when I came in, like, coming from a town of, like, 300 people mm-hmm. and running, we had four sets our entire year. And then we had... Th- one of them was a football pass football play where, like, we inbound. four people up. I'd be inbounding it. One of them would just run and we would throw it and see what happens. Never fucking worked. That's crazy. But, like, and then we come into Medina, we had 36 sets yeah, offensively and defensively. And it's like, you, dude, you had to understand. So I looked like a fucking... And you had to know each one flipped, too. You had to know each one flipped, and you had to know oh. it at fucking different positions. It was, dude, it was, it was fucking insane. Yeah, no. How many sets do you guys have? They're not really sets. They're more like actions. Mm-hmm. We have fist. We have away. We have pin. pin we have um, drag. We have... Laser. like 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably like 15. And you'll remember those for the rest of your fucking life too. Yeah. Like, you could tell me right now, like if I, I don't know if I could run it now because it's like getting really fucking out of my thing. But like you can ask me, I could probably list a good percentage of the plays and what's going to happen, even though I'm a year and a bit out of it. Like it should stay in, stays in your yeah, fucking so brain, awesome. dude. No, it does. There's so much to it. Like you got to know, or else you're going to look lost um, out there. I know you said you didn't really struggle with confidence, but how do you think players develop confidence in basketball? I think it's your reps, and I did, I did struggle with. I mean. I did struggle with confidence up to this last year because I put in so many reps. Like, I've, I got access to a gym. I put in so many reps. Like, it wasn't a question to myself. I wasn't questioning myself. So I feel like it's it's reps. That's all it is, really. The more reps you put in, that's where the confidence comes from. Like, you you see the rim. Like you think of every rep. Like, you're normal. You're comfortable. Is there anything you kind of do, maybe after a bad practice or whatever, to kind of, like, take the pressure off of basketball? Because, like, especially me, my freshman year, like, had a bad practice, I felt like the world's crashing and burning. And I didn't really have much, I guess. And I, we're in, like, a small town. We're in Springfield. I mean, you mm-hmm. live at home, so it's a little bit different. Yeah. But the time you spend on campus, like, what are you doing to kind of, like, take the pressure off your back after a bad day, maybe to help remove yourself so you can kind of get through the rest of the day and start again tomorrow? I mean, dry. if basketball is not a positive, I'll just, if I got schoolwork to do, I'll focus on that because that's just something else. Or mm-hmm. if not, I'll look at, I'll look at, I'll watch film from when I was in high school. I'll just, like, I'll just do stuff, like, that I'm comfortable with, that I'm, like, with the film, like, it's, like, reminiscing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. just thinking about it. Thinking, what would I do? Like, looking how, how far I've come, you know, things like that. That's how I think to stay positive. Sure. Anything to get my mind off it, really. Um, one of the things that I was kind of weary of coming up was, like, deriving self-worth from basketball because it is such a fucking up-and-down thing. And I kids I'm training now, I kind of see it, too, where it's, like, They'll feel really shitty about themselves if mm-hmm. they don't play well in a game and stuff. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. you do you have something like that? Like, do you try to s- remove your own self worth from how you play in the games and stuff like that, or do yeah. you tied to it and you just fucking rock it out? I used to. I definitely used to because basketball was like, like you know, how I say ball is life. Like that's really how I believed. Like, mm-hmm. like I like that's all I do. So if I didn't have a good day in practice, I didn't, or if I didn't have a good shooting day, I just wouldn't have a good day. You know. So mm-hmm. like, you got to really realize that that's not going to be there forever. You're not going to be shooting a basketball forever. Like, there's going to be a day where you're going to have to put that down and, you know, what are you going to do with life, you know? Mm-hmm. So you just got to be happy with every day, every day, every shot you put up. Speaking of after basketball, what are you planning on doing once the sport is over? I mean, I'm here for sports management, so I want to become, like, an athletic director at, at some at some point and I can see that. be a coach be a coach slash trainer, you know? Really just. Are you, aren't you pursuing that now, too? You're coaching yeah. your high school yeah, team? Yeah, I coach my high school team. I train them here and there. Yeah, I do what I can. I try to give back to my high school. Mm-hmm. Are there some perspective switches you had seeing the game as a player versus as a coach? 
Oh, yeah. Like, this year, well, when I was coaching my first, like, this summer, I I had a real hard time, like, figuring out how to how to have them respect me as a coach and not a player because these were my teammates last year. Mm-hmm. So that was going going doing that and then having a class this year with, you know, Coach you know Coach Condon. You know Coach you know Coach Condon? So Coach shout out Coach Condon. But she uh she got a class in sports psychology and we talk about so much so many she's things. She's a professor. Yeah, yeah. What did she coach? She used to coach um softball. She was like the best soft she's most she's the most winning coach ever here. Like now she professor. I feel like I heard it actually. Yeah, no, she's like I can't put a face to it, but she's 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 the goat, I'm not gonna lie. But um listening to her class and just how she how she uh interprets uh being a coach and how everything that she says and does and how she puts together her practices, how she talks during timeouts, like that affects her players and how they play. And I never thought about it like that. I never thought about it like that. Like, yeah, I'd say that that's something that I definitely noticed that I could use for my coaching. And are there two lessons that you gained from basketball that you can take with you into this next part of life? Um, number one, whatever you whatever you put in is what you're gonna get out. Like if you put in if you put in an immense amount of time and work, like you're gonna get results. That's what happens. That's life. Um and not everything is guaranteed. I think that's another one. Like, you know, you could someone could say something to you but then it that doesn't mean anything until it's there, right? So you yeah, I think those are the two. Should we wrap it up? I got one more before you. Right. Um, do you think there are any? There are some common mistakes now that you're coaching too that you see players in high school make now that you've played college basketball. And you've been through this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think ego. I think everyone like in high school, like especially if you're from a smaller town, I think that egos can get the best of you because you don't know how really good you are. You don't know how the talent, like how how big the pool of basketball is once you get to this level, but. Um, I th- yeah, I th- I, honestly, I'd say just the ego, like, realize that you have so much more to learn. Like, even though you might be the best player in your town or in your district, like, you got a lot to learn. Like, basketball, there's so much to learn. Like, that's what I would say. Awesome. And then before we wrap it up, it's just what's one piece of advice you kind of give to you on yourself? Um, stay motivated. Don't Don't let nobody tell you what you can do or what you can't. Like, just focus on yourself, what you can what you can't control, control the controllables. That's all I could say. That's that's a recipe for success. Thank Raps. you for coming on. Anytime, bro. <laughs>